Groove Cafe. It is time for the Groove Cafe and amazing conversations that I share with you from people doing different things and pursuing their passions. Today, I have an independent art curator who is actually uh, focusing on contemporary African art. He's a consultant for cultural management and collections. Ooh, I have so much to ask. Mr. Trevor Mholi joins me on the Groove Cafe. Welcome. Thank you, Crystal. How are you? Good, good. Mm-hmm. Good, good. Excited to be here. Very excited to have you. This passion of yours for art. When did it start? I, I went in, in contemporary art, mm-hmm. I would say two years ago. Two years ago? Yeah. Hey, that's just the other day. Yeah. I know. Oh my gosh. Okay. It's been a ride. It's been a ride. Yeah. Okay, take us back. Now your name, Trevor Mholi. Yes. Where are you originally from? Uh, my parents are from Bali. Mbali. Yeah, mm-hmm. both of them. Mm-hmm. Came from Bali. Mm-hmm. Sort of the earth peasants. Mm-hmm. Came to Kampala. Mm-hmm. And here I ended up. Okay. In Kampala. In Kampala. Running around. So did you first go to school in Bali? No. All my life I've grown up in Kampala. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. On a village called Chirinya. Mm-hmm. So the Chirinya CU for nursery, Chirinya CU for primary, Chirinya CU for secondary. <laughs> then to Chambogo. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. All right, and siblings? I have four brothers. Mm-hmm. My eldest brother is an artist. Okay. He's the one who uh, sort of dragged me into this. Your oldest brother is an artist? Yeah, based nice. in Kigali. Okay. Yeah. So is he a painter, a sculptor? I mean, what does he do? He paints, he sculpts, uh, he writes, mm-hmm. he plays an instrument, mm-hmm. he weaves. He does what you would, you would say, a multimedia artist or a mixed media artist. Okay. So he works with various material. Okay, so he got you into the world of art. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, what about you? What did you do at Chamogo? Education arts. Education. <laughs> <laughs> this is not two years ago. You see, this is why it's important to ask questions. Education arts. I've already graduated from campus. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah. You've not yet. Yeah. All right. So you're in your second, third year. This should be my. I should have graduated last year. Oh. But, yes. But Chamogo being Chamogo. Due to the pandemic, mm-hmm. and you yeah, went into lockdown, mm-hmm. so graduation was tentative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was doing education arts. Have you been able to continue online? Has there been a provision for that? No, the challenge was that uh, we couldn't graduate yet because the university wasn't ready yet. Oh. Since people weren't working, and the marks people weren't graded. So you finished, you just haven't graduated. Yeah, just waiting for them to... Oh man, that's kind of painful. You kind of like want to, can we finish this and move on, no, right? I got, I got bored. Mm-hmm. I got bored and moved on. So what did you start with when you found, you, you know, you had your free time, especially last year when the lockdown happened? Where were you? So uh, I was in Kampala mm-hmm. and I was writing. Okay. Uh, doing critique with some artists. I put up my first show during the first lockdown. That's when I had my first show. Wait. As a curator. What? How did yeah, that work? That was 2020. That was my first exhibition. <laughs> during the lockdown? I think my career exploded the most during lockdown. Because what? Did you do a lot of stuff online? Yeah, yeah. Like I did a bunch of stuff online mm-hmm. on my blog. Mm-hmm. And I was in conversation with lots of people. Mm-hmm. And I think my career took off during 2020 lockdown. Imagine. Yeah, yeah. it's been different for different people. Huh? Some yeah. people it opened so many doors. 
So when you say, you know, you contacted a lot of people, were you already in those art spaces? Yeah, I was in the art circles. So uh, when my brother came to Kampala in 2018, mm. he was doing a show for the Kampala Art Festival. Okay. So every two years there's a festival for the arts mm-hmm. here in Kampala. Yes. So he was uh, commissioned to come and do a piece. Okay. It was a performance piece. Mm-hmm. So uh, I made these uh, cigarettes, so he hollowed them out, and then they would smoke on top. And then the performance was uh, swearing them mm-hmm. in the street. So it was quite fun. Mm. And when I saw what was going on in the art world, I was like, hmm, this is something I would, I would like to do. It was more of critique and expressing ideas. Mm-hmm. And the pay was great. So I was like, yeah, this is and the pay is great. It's so great. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and yeah, so I said, working with him, mm-hmm. uh, 2018, I met uh, people at 32 Degrees East, Uganda Arts Trust. Mm-hmm. It's a community for artists. Okay. So that got me into the art circles. And then the conversation just went on around my practice as a photographer. I said I was a photographer. Oh. So, and then as time went on, I realized that it was more fun okay. selling art than making it. <laughs> so as a photographer, when did you start photography? 2018. 2018. Yeah. So this is all pretty recent. Yeah. Okay. So who got you into photography? Or you just looked at some photographs and you're like, oh, I think I can try this. I think my... My aim was to be an artist. Mm-hmm. I just simply found a medium I could use. Okay. So photography was available. Mm-hmm. It was accessible mm-hmm. to me. I didn't want to paint. I didn't want to draw. Mm-hmm. So I used photography. It was really accessible. Were you enjoying it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did some good work. Was in the Kampala at Biennale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. All right. And then are you still doing the photography? Now I'm now focusing more on my curating. Okay. Because now I'm, I'm doing it full time, mm-hmm. job and all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so for someone who doesn't understand, what exactly do you do? So I may sort of break it down. I'm like a DJ for the arts. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh huh. So I get paid because I have good taste. Good taste. You're able to spot talent, spot yeah. good pieces, and bring them together in collections. Yes. 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 So if you're out there, mm-hmm. you're an oligarch, mm-hmm. you have tons of money, you want to be an art collection, you don't know where to start. I'm the guy you reach out to and you're like, what should I buy? <laughs> this guy's going places. Uh, then, <laughs> I have to say, yes, you, bring your money, bring your money. Bring and he'll make the magic happen. Yeah. Right. Okay. So um, you said you found yourself with time on your hands, I'm sure. Mm. And then during the lockdown, you decided to start, you know, uh, doing these collections, doing these showcases. Um, I've read a few of your pieces where you talk about different arts, uh, different paintings, collections for other artists. Mm. How has the reception been to, because in a way, this is your criticism Mm. (laughs) as well, Mm. um, to your opinions. Mm. And yes, how has that been from other artists? You know, the backbone of curatorship is critique. Mm-hmm. because there has to be some sort of hierarchy mm-hmm. why are you prioritizing this art piece over the other mm-hmm. what makes good art and why is good art good art mm-hmm. so you have to be able to express those opinions in how do you determine those things you have to learn how to see mm-hmm. you have to learn how to look at art you have to learn how to appreciate the artist's intent mm-hmm. so you look at it from a point of intention what is the artist trying to do and have they achieved it Mm. And that is needs to get trusted sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's just fun to roast them. It's young. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes you look at work and you're like, Mm-mm. but mostly I think it's about intent. Okay. If someone says I intend to draw a stone mm-hmm. and they paint it and it's beautiful, 
or it's whatever, it's there. They have achieved their intent. Mm. I think artists go wrong when they try to make work to sell it, mm. which is not bad, but that doesn't make it art. Oh. A robot can do that. True. We they can, can just paint a picture. They can just paint a picture. Mm-hmm. So with art is more the artist having an intention and achieving it. So that also just, I guess, comes back to like real expression. Yeah. Being very genuine in your expression and how you see things. It's like music. Mm -hmm. There are certain songs that you hear that have a different emotive quality from other songs. Sure. Yeah. It can be in another language. It can be in another language. But you feel it. Yeah. I listen to Egyptian reggae. I don't understand what they are singing. Egyptian reggae? That's quite good. Wow, I need to check that out. Yeah, it's more of like if the artist succeeds in making themselves vulnerable mm. and transmitting some sort of feeling it makes the art great mm. the art doesn't have to be beautiful the art can be abstract for all it matters a lot of people don't understand abstract art they're like but no these are just a few lines and splashes and this that but you, you are going at the core of the idea mm-hmm. you are dissecting reality mm-hmm. because reality is subjective because when you look at it we are a bunch of molecules vibrating around <laughs> We can only perceive ourselves like this. Mm-hmm. So the abstract artists deny that. They are like, want to see reality on our own terms. Yes. Yeah. So they, yeah, dudes do crazy stuff. People pin bananas to walls and call them art. <laughs> People do scribblings and call them art. So sometimes contemporary art has been taken as a joke because of that. Mm. Because proclaim artists aren't working hard enough. But they are. It's more of them exploring ideas. True. Other than form. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. It is very interesting because I find like when I have bought art pieces in the past, I only buy a piece if it speaks to me. As in I see it and I say, okay, I'll go and I'll come back and look at it again. And if a third time it calls me back, then I'm like, okay, I'm feeling something. And that's how I buy a lot of the art, not just because I see a nice picture. And the thing about art is also, much as the artist has intent and is trying Mm. to express something, I think even the person viewing the artwork Mm. also, you know, sees something, something different sometimes. Because everyone sees themselves in in art pieces. Uh And the different types of collectors, there is you, squint, you buy things because you love them. Mm -hmm. And the people who are buying to make money. Mm -hmm. And the people who are buying for the sake of like, I would say legacies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So collecting is something that's unique to everyone. Mm-hmm. And yeah, everyone sees themselves in an art piece because it's really relative due to your experience, where you grew up from, the influences in your mind. So like help connect you to that artist because mm-hmm. you don't exist in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. You have all these things connecting to you to, and the artist and the artwork. There are all these influences around us at yeah. any point in time. So what you going to notice have you bought? Huh? What you going to artist have you bought? I don't have their names, but there's Dowdy. I'm sure you know Dowdy. Karunji? Mm-hmm. You had Dowdy Karunji's work? Yeah, from way back. Jesus before Christ. before he blew up, I have two you of have his Karunji's pieces. Work. <laughs> You're sitting on a gold mine. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. Karunji, um, Karunji, I think, is one of the best galleries we have in Africa. Mm-hmm. His work with Afriat is really great. Yes, yeah. it really is. I like that you talked about people who collect art. For the longest time, um, the art industry was bubbling under the surface, but it really hadn't like crossed over into mainstream. And I feel that the last few years, it's become a whole lot more vibrant and people now see the value in collecting art. Do you see that? Um, what can you, you know, for people who are like, okay, but I don't really understand art. I'd love to be part of it. I'd love to collect, but I don't understand how. Yeah, the value uh, of art has really gone up, mm-hmm. like you said, in the past two years. 
people hears me now job and all life insurance <laughs> pretty great so even corpor- having a good time at it so even corporations are seeing uh, the value behind african art mm. so there's also money floating around capital being invested in art but for individuals i would say like you said figure out what you want to collect mm-hmm. do you want to make money is it something you're doing as a passion do you enjoy seeing art and to me i would prefer africans to buy african art because they love it mm-hmm. because for the longest time african thought has not been facilitated by africans mm-hmm. and that has had huge impacts okay but if artists are working for communities they know and communities they live in then their work is different mm-hmm. it's not pushed by capital it's not pushed by the need to impress a global audience it's more meaningful to everyone mm-hmm. if you look at the uh, the work in the european museums the old masters and the italian masters the renaissance and the baroque and all their work was done for their communities mm-hmm. they are doing these paintings for churches these paintings for community halls and now it's exalted in museums and the work is great true but it was theirs and we sort of like have to skip that trap of the global acclaim the local is important I love that. Okay. So for someone who would like to be part of the art scene in Uganda and to see where some of these collections are, where would they find you? Where would they find, you know, some of the work that you have curated and put together? Right now, I'm based at Motive. Motive. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I work for Motive. Mm-hmm. It's a maker space in Bugolobi and we do stuff. Mm-hmm. So we have an art space. We have shows there. Uh, we have other stuff we do. We have exhibitions and yes, we do mm-hmm. carpentry, textiles and stuff. You come and check us out. And then I would say Afriat. Mhm. Can have some money before you go to Afriat. <laughs> <laughs> that well, that is being honest. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. I love Afriat. Mhm. Afriat Gallery. Mhm. Also 32 degrees east. You can add stress. It's under construction now. Mm-hmm. It's a really good community. You want something non commercial. You want to talk to artists, you want to get a feel for it. That it would be the best place. Okay. So, and where do we find you online? Me mm-hmm. on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Check out my handle. Okay. Muholi Trevor. Mm-hmm. Trevor with an A. Okay. And Muholi has a K, by the way. It's K-H. just silent. <laughs> so M U K H O L I. Yes. And Trevor with an A. Yeah. Okay. There are no other galleries that I would show you. Mm-hmm. We're going through a phase in our art, mm-hmm. and it's a good thing. I know these uh basketed African women and sunsets. Yes. That's not art. It's and it. city scenes with the taxis. Yeah. You see a lot of that, but giraffes and zebras. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's some there's someone who does all these prints of lions but you know the lion with the mane and it's mm. multicolored. I've seen it so many places. Um it's a bit about a uh, uh I think it's written by Afriat. Mhm. Does woodcut prints. Mhm. They are multicolored. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. He's an old master. He's been working for a long time. His work is really good. Mhm. A bit pricey, but it's worth it. Sometimes you invest cuz you'll have it for 20, 30 years. There's an art piece that I grew up with from the time I was a little girl and it just used to it was so bizarre it had like fire on the mountain elephants in water a man standing randomly in the bushes there are like 20 different themes in that painting you call that surrealism yes yeah. and for all these years I still stare at it it's in my parents house I'm like what is going on in this painting but some paintings are best seen high <laughs> 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 
I don't know about that. <laughs> but okay, so we can find you on Instagram. And what about, you know, uh, you have a blog spot, right? Yeah, all my Instagram sort of collates everything. Mm-hmm. So you find my Instagram, you can find my link in bio mm-hmm. for all my blog posts. Because okay. I read my own blog, I also do correspondence from some arts journals. Mm-hmm. So yeah, also that's how I, I got into the mainstream. Mm-hmm. I started writing for like arts journals. Okay. And they pay. Okay. It's pretty fun. <laughs> well, I'm happy for you. You seem to be having a good time. You Can't seem complain. to be enjoying it. What is really exciting you about our art right now, especially African contemporary art? I think now Africans have realized uh, that they have to start from scratch. That with those of influences colonially, mm. and we're realizing how that affected us. Okay. And we're now doing our things for us. And it's really exciting to see African people investing in their own people to build their own cultural experiences. And mm-hmm. it's really interesting that now we are coming together before we are split up into multiple factions, our tribes and stuff, doing, everyone doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. And now it's interesting how all these cross-country, cross-ethnic collaborations happening mm-hmm. and everything is new, everything is inspiring, everything is exciting. It's really, I think it's the greatest generation to be alive as far as art and culture is concerned. Okay. Listen to the music. Mm-hmm. Everything is great. <laughs> Except for the pandemic, but everything is great right now. Yes, but uh, we'll hang in there a bit longer. Yeah. Eventually, we'll find a way. Well, Trevor, thank you so much for joining me on the Groove Cafe. Thank you for, thank you for sharing your passion and your happiness. Also, you're just having a good time doing what you're doing. I can't complain. You can't complain. Extremely blessed. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me, Crystal. Pleasure. Groove Cafe.